Welcome to the ED Jam. Yo, welcome to the podcast. Um, my name is Benny, and we're going to be talking about back pain um, with one of our physios, Scott, um, who works here at Sutherland Emergency Department. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about a few different issues, and we've come up with back pain. So I'm going to um, hand you over to Scotty. Um, so Scotty, um, thanks for joining us, and I just want to know um, who are you, mate, and how long have you been at Sutherland for? Hey, Benny. Um, yeah, so my name's Scott. I'm one of the physios here at um, Sutherland in the emergency department. I've been working here for about two years in ED, um, and before that I was working at uh, Liverpool Hospital in the ED there for sort of about three years as well, and also worked in ortho trauma, um, so sort of worked in a few different clinical areas, but yeah. Sweet, man. The issue of back pain's been brought up. So um, talk to us about back pain. Um, I was reading a bit of the stats on it. Um, here at Sutherland, we kind of see around about 50 patients a month with back pain. Um, so why is back pain important? Tell us a little bit about it. Um, and we're going to sort of go through a bit. Today we're going to talk a little bit about the triage of back pain, a bit of the pharmacology of, um, of back pain, um, a bit of the sort of diagnosis or maybe the misconceptions of diagnosis, um, and then a bit of a take-home message that you would tell some of our nurses in relation to back pain. So number one, we'll get into, um, if you want, sort of your experience and the triage for back pain. That's cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, so I probably would see... There's about 50 here a month. I probably reckon I'd say about, um, probably about one or two a day. Um, so definitely one of the higher sort of patient population presentation types that I see. Um, from a physio point of view, I feel like back pain is definitely an area that we can, as physios, have a big impact in terms of um, education and sort of changing people's understanding and really empowering them to sort of manage their condition. Um, you touched on triage, Benny. That's probably the most important thing that yep. we want to be really effective in doing in ED, whether it's myself as a physio or uh, the, you know, doing the medical assessment. So triaging, the three ma major areas you're looking at are you're sort of making sure that you're screening for any uh, red flag pathology, so sort of having a look for infection, um, any cancers, um, fractures, so whether they're sort of trauma-related or osteoporosis, sort of uh, compression type of injuries. Um, you also want to be screening for quarter equina, so any bladder or bowel dysfunction, saddle paresthesia, any ataxia. Um, the other thing sort of looking in for is um, any rheumatoid issues or sort of inflammatory conditions that be um, could be causing the, the symptoms. Um, but yeah, and, and we want to make sure we've got that really good effective triage process. The most common type is mm -hmm. your non-specific, so your red flag pathology is around you know five percent. Um, your non-specific makes up about 90 to 95 percent. Mm. The other type of back pain you can get is sort of uh, more uh, neurological, so you, where you're getting ridiculous symptoms with sort of leg pain, um, plus or minus motor deficits. Cool, awesome, mate. Thank you for that. It's good to understand the process of triaging so that we've got our patient in the right area, and understanding that when patients present to the ED, they can present with sometimes um, mass symptoms, and sometimes we can miss some of those red flags. So it's really key that we know those red flags, which Scotty's. Um, sort of showed us and we will have a link to the acute lower back pain flow chart as well in the notes below um, so you can sort of have a look at that flow chart and, and be aware of it so if you have any of those red flags that we're immediately um, are are putting the patient in the right area um, so you touched on non-specific um, lower back pain um, run us through it um, you've got your patient you know let's let's assume they've gone into the right area maybe heading down to the fast track area in your emergency department um, and you've been asked to come and see this patient. What do you notice on this patient? Give us a bit of a rundown. So look, with, uh, with non-specific lower back pain, you've got um, a quite a large spread of what the patient can look like. 
um, all the way from someone who's presenting on a stretcher, very anxious, all the way up to someone who's sort of pacing the corridor, who's actually moving around quite well. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, some of the responses can change very drastically depending on patients' understanding of pain, depending on their, you know, experience, if they've had it multiple times. I find the biggest um, impact that can have with patients um, is really de-escalating. So once they sort of feel that you've sort of, they've got a bit more of an understanding of what's happening with their symptoms, that really, you know, that education transcribes across to the, there's some physical changes that you see. Mm. So I think the most um, important factor or important aspect of my treatment is very much around that education. So it's important to sort of really understand what, what they understand. What do they know about their back pain? What do they think is the limiting factors? Um, and sort of the more sort of negative beliefs that they have about that, the more that they're catastrophizing, more that they're worrying about that, um, that really impacts their, how they physically present. Um, so yeah, it's really working around those sorts of areas. Cool. Um, let's say I've come in, I'm a patient and I've got to me, what seems like you know severe to moderate lower back pain. Um, I'm distressed. I'm in. I'm in a lot of pain. Talk me through. You know the drug, drug, drugs. We all want drugs when we come to ED. Talk me through some of the pharmacology behind. Uh, just you know what you th- you would treat your patients with, um, and what are our lines? You know first line, second line drugs that we probably go to for some acute um, lower back pain. So I suppose with that sort of patient. Um, yes, we'll be talking about pharmacology, but I suppose we also want to be, you know, if we've done, if the, if the doctors have done their effective screening and they've, you know, ruled out any red flag pathology and they're still in this huge amount of pain, the, the next thing that I'll be saying to them is, look, you know, this is what you've presented with today. You know, it's not uncommon. We see this, you know, we're seeing 50 patients a month, you know, 90, 80 to 90% of those are nonspecific. So, I just reassure them, this is something that I've seen numerous times, you know, your symptoms aren't unusual to me, you know, Um, and then sometimes I'll give them some more education on what we have assessed and what we have determined that, you know, this is normal, this is really what we're expecting to see. From a pharmacology point of view, um, simple analgesics, the evidence shows that they're, you know, as the first line of um, attack, so to speak, Mm -hmm. your sort of Panadol, your Nurofens, um, your NSAIDs, um, and then from my experience, sort of trying a, a low-dose endone or OxyContin yep, cool. or, um, to start off with, there's not much evidence that shows that sort of morphine. Quite often they've, you know, they come in from the ambulance with morphine or mm. with methoxy whistles. Uh, from my point of view, I don't think it really helps with much at all. Yep. And sometimes IVs can sort of further confirm that there's a big medical emergency. You know, we're having multiple injections. Yep. We're sort of really needing to have this intravenous stabilization, whereas if we're able to take oral medications, that sort of yeah. helps to de-escalate as well. Cool. I know, I know we haven't really touched on this, but imaging, do these guys get, you know, your, your standard, you know, x-ray? Is it common to x-ray these guys uh, in, in a non-traumatic situation, you know, non-traumatic lower back pain? Um, as a physio, do you normally image these guys? Yeah, it's a good, good point, Benny, because quite often they're asking, you know, I need to get a scan, I need to get a CT, can we get an x-ray? Really, non-specific back pain in the acute setting, there's no, there's no real need to take an x-ray or any imaging at all. Um, in the case of a fracture, you know, where you're suspicious of fracture, there's trauma, um, your sort of first line of defense is going to be a CT. Um, if you've got concerns for sort of osteoporotic um, compression type of injuries in an elderly patient, you may do a, an x-ray, um, but your CT is going to be probably your best, best point of view from there. In terms of non-specific back pain, unless they've had symptoms, really the evidence showing that sort of 
around sort of longer than you know, six weeks that's sort of not resolving that's when your next line of imaging may may show some evidence mm. but acutely yeah, it's not something we we routinely do and, and and actually it's probably in a way going to be more detrimental to patients because the incidence of normal pathology on, on CT scans and MRI we know that you know we're going to find something you know the odds are the chances are as in you know, I think the statistics around for someone aged between 40 to 50 years old 40% of those people will have a disc bulge mm. for instance um, but we know that 40% of people um, in this age group don't have back pain mm. so people get hung up on these things and I don't think you know there's a place for it and if anything it's probably going to be more harmful mm. because then suddenly they're thinking well, that's what's wrong that's what's caused this yeah and we know that that's not the case yeah great it's super interesting um when you're talking about that because I can just imagine those patients coming in and they can quite often be quite anxious and um really want their problem to be solved now in the emergency department um do these uh Patients, you know, how often do they spend in the ED? Are they spending a long time here? Or are these patients coming and going quickly? Um, from your experience as a physio here, you know, are they are spending, you know, copious amounts of time in here? Or um, are, they, are they going elsewhere? Well, it really depends. You know, the patient that's up and walking around with, with back pain and, and is just wanting to get a, you know, a review and, and just touch base with someone, they're more likely to leave um, within, you know, your four hours. The other patients that have come in on the stretcher that have got, you know, they need it, requesting a scan, they're really, you know, not too, sh- they're worried about their back, they think that something's, you know, medically wrong in terms of needing drastic escalation, that they're going to need a little bit more time. And look, from my point of view, they're going to benefit from time, education, mm, yep. you know, just a bit of, um, a bit more time for the pain relief to settle in. I'm a big advocate of, since the short stays come in, that we've, we've been able to really turn around how many patients have actually needed to come in for an admission. Yep. Um, so utilising the short stay has been really key at sort of minimising those patients coming in and sort of actually maximising them, getting the good you know, therapy while they're here, but also empowering them to sort of self-manage. And they see a quite a good turnaround within that 24 hours, which awesome. is positive. That's super good to, to know that we are making that impact on our patients. I guess the... The last thing is, um, what's your take on back pain for nursing staff and for people that work in ED, medical staff as well, but mainly those new people coming into ED, um, treating someone with acute, you know, lower back pain, what's your take on message? So I suppose for the, for the nurses and, you know, the, the frontline people that are sort of seeing them straight up, um, is really just trying to, if you can, de-escalate, you know, try to comfort them and just reassure them that, you know, this is something that we've seen numerous times and you know that we're you know as nurses you guys are seeing these patients regularly just sort of um, reassuring them um, and the big thing is we really want to encourage movement so quite often these patients are very fearful of moving because they feel that they're going to damage their back further Um, but the evidence shows that you know that the more that we move the better the outcomes are going to be so just encouraging your patients to move encouraging them to slowly get up and sit on the edge of the bed and you know, just reiterating that, you know, actually movement is going to be more positive, irrespective of what the cause of the back pain is. You know, the more that we can slowly get things moving and get them up, you know, maybe not using the bedpan, maybe not using a commode, trying to get them to sort of sit on the edge of the bed, slowly stand up. Um, Because we know that the quicker they're up and moving, not only does it help them get up um, and with their symptoms, but it also helps to work towards getting them home and and thinking about discharge. It's really good, Scotty. It seems like a, a real holistic approach to your patient that's coming in with that acute lower back pain. It's not just a treatment of the pharmacology or a treatment of something uh, small. It's a whole sort of process, which I really like the way you've sort of addressed that. Um, I guess in, in closing, 
um, resources for acute lower back pain? Where would you, you know, tell people to go to find resources on lower back pain? Um, and what does lower back pain look like in the future? Are we, do you think we're, we're getting onto it? Do you think we're doing a good job in treating lower back pain? Yeah, so there's lots of really good resources out there. Um, in terms of uh, for patients, the best one that I use regularly is sort of from the ACI fact sheets, which you can access on the, I think it's the ECI link on um, the Emergency Care Institute link on um, FirstNet, and that'll take you through to the patient fact sheets. And it's a good handout there that's got some really general back pain education, sort of tips and tricks, things to do, things not to do. And on the back, there's some really gentle, you know, um, range of motion exercises that really anybody can prescribe to these patients. So, you know, if, if this patient's coming in that you're seeing as a nurse and the physio is not around on the weekend or it's after hours, this is a resource that you can um, easily give them and it's got clear instructions and they're sort of able to, you know, take, take a bit of initiative and, and work through that on their own. Mm. And it's really straightforward. In terms of um, getting further, um, you know, resources as a clinician, um, the ACI has got some guidelines out um, that sort of um, a step-by-step -step sort of um, overview on sort of the management that covers, you know, not only the triage process, but then sort of talks a little bit about medications, imaging, um, linking in with sort of relevant um, specialists as necessary. It also touches on some of the yellow flags, so some of those beliefs, some of those psychosocial links mm. um, that as a therapist, it's, you know, quite often key that we pick up because we know that if these are the areas that these yellow flags, if we're not sort of able to address those, these patients are the ones that develop the chronicity, the long-term debilitating dysfunctions, um, and sort of end up, you know, really being affected by this long-term and have a big, strong impact on the burden of the healthcare system mm -hmm. because they're quite often in and out of hospital developing, you know, pain syndromes and things and it's very poor outcomes for these patients but often they can be sort of very much prevented if we get onto it early with good education good advice um, developing well coordinated and as you said sort of multi-discipline um, management plans and really empowering them to sort of manage self-manage their condition great um thanks again scotty mate it's been a pleasure having you on and just so good to you know be able to hear what you've got to say about back pain um, and also just w seeing you work as a clinician and seeing patients walk out of the ED, um, you know, feeling understood and also feeling like their treatment plan has been uh, done in a real effective way. So thanks for your time. And you're a legend. Love you, dude. Cheers. You. Thanks, Benny. Anytime, mate. <laughs>